0: I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes Three. Welcome back to Heroes Three, the BioClick podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week we are we are back on our Hong Kong bullshit. With, <laughs> with nice. the Buddhist Fist from 1980. Directed by the legendary Yun Wu Ping, and that is the the subject for our arc for this uh, this month, uh, the next four episodes. So, um, so yeah, Marty, uh, this is once again a, a collection brought by you. So, uh, what is the <laughs> what's the idea behind the the Buddhist Fist?
1: Yeah, totally. So we're really kind of coming back into touch with the origins of the podcast and kind of a fun circular way flashing back to when, when we started um that initial arc was designed kind of around two conceits one was to introduce ourselves to the most famous uh, on-screen trio in hong kong action cinema history so we you know got to meet jackie chan in like really a breakout role and then an incredible role for Sammo Hung uh, and Yunbyu, and then we got to experience them all together in Wheels on Meals. But those three f- films prior to Wheels on Meals were all directed by the subject of this arc, Mr. Yun Ping. And I feel like we continue to cross uh, <laughs> this crazy mm-hmm. great man through the course of all of our like Hong Kong coverage. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to kind of... Uh, get back into this sort of focus to just really think about Yuan Wuping as a filmmaker, because we do talk a lot about um, his point of view and his incredible taste and skill as a choreographer and action director. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to kind of just dig into these movies and, and just maybe ask more questions about the dude and um, get get even kind of like more vivid sense about some of his filmmaking uh, sensibilities. And so where we're starting today, um, I, f- you know, this is a movie that's probably one of the more difficult to get information on from like just about anything that we've covered. <laughs> yeah. And my memory actually when um, the, the kind of... Uh, Really, only well-known DVD release came out in the West was like sometime in the early two thousands. But it was after the six, su- well after the success of Matrix and Crouching Tiger and the U.S. release of Iron Monkey, and they kind of advertised all those things on the on the front of the box. Um, I want to say that this was not a very well-known film even among kung fu circles and. Uh, just fair warning for anyone who wants to dig into it there's pretty much just one transfer for this thing and <laughs> it's probably one of the worst quality film transfers of anything we've looked at don't you think guys i mean it's yeah there's uh, there's
2: something nice about that though it it sounds oh, yeah, stupid to say that oh yeah there's a charm to it
1: yeah there's definitely like a a charm like yeah. a grindhousey kind of gets you gets you in the right mood um mm-hmm. And There was yeah. one,
0: what was the one movie we did where the last reel literally looks like it's about to burst into flames? Oh, I'm yeah. To I am trying to remember. I say, but yeah, I want to say it was like a Taiwanese movie too. It wasn't even, or not Taiwanese, but it was like, a, it was like an yeah. even more indie production. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, look, look around. Could,
1: it, <laughs> could, it, could have been. Um, and so this was, uh, I, I remember at the time. Ooh, honestly, it was Born Invincible. Born um, Invincible that. was a the Taiwanese one. film. Good yes, call, man. Yeah, yeah. It was Born
2: Invincible. I definitely remember cool. that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I I remember the uh so that that marketing on the on the box totally got to me and I was kind of stunned cuz it was also kind of the days of the internet where we kind of remember living through this and as far as like video game music and crediting around mm-hmm. that goes where it was like spotty until until it wasn't. Yeah. And that was very much the case for a lot of the great talents behind this Hong Kong action cinema. So, when I, yeah, I saw that literally in a Best Buy, grabbed it, was so excited um, to get home and, and watch it. And like, like you guys are saying, kind of the, the gritty, like cheap look of this transfer um, kind of almost made you feel like you were stumbling on this like, diamond in the rough gem. And I think this is going to be a great place to start for us for a few reasons. One, I think at least uh, at this time, this is hands down the most personal project of Yun Wuping. Really, everyone is is on deck, like all of his brothers. And at the time this was released, it would be his late father, uh, Simon Yun or Yun Siu Chen. (laughs) And you called out Carlos, he has like a really special... uh, a really special credit in the movie, which is kind of posthumous. Um, yeah. What was, it? Uh, what was the exact it's, phrasing on that again?
2: In the opening titles, it says, Martial Arts Super Advisor, Simon Yun. Martial Arts is, not supervisor, is, Super is, Advisor. Super It's a great typo, but it totally is spot on oh, yeah. when it comes to this man. Pour one out for, for sure. our ODB. And it's like this yeah, kind of
1: honorific because really Simon was one of the early Hong Kong choreographers going back to the old Wong Fei Hong movies with Quan Ta King, the old black and whites. Um, and we've, we've actually seen Simon on screen a couple times when we've gone back to some of the like pre Kung Fu boom period, but basically yeah. like he raised all of his kids in, in the family trade. And I would say that, uh, his sons weren't Weren't necessarily known for being kind of competitive martial artists. This is like a very different branch from um, like the Lao family that we've talked about with like Lao Garlong and Lao Garwing. Mm-hmm. And we kind of mentioned when getting into Lao Garlong's filmography that if anything, um, his movies kind of betray this like hyper focus on like martial arts is is life, right? Um, whereas I think the, the Yun family is maybe a little bit more cosmopolitan, a little more movie focused, I would say. So it's kind of there's kind of the sensibility, and this goes back through Yun Su Tian, the father as well, you know, like anything but the kitchen sink, whatever tool um, kind of will get the will get the job done. And so Yun Wuping is the eldest of of those sons. Um, but actually, Simon Yoon and I think we mentioned this too, he not only was choreographing back in the day, but um, he actually uh, would pop in uh, Yu Jim Yoon's school where the Seven Little Fortunes uh, trained and studied. And so um, I think we talked about that at the very beginning of the podcast. So that kind of like fatherly bond that he has with Jackie Chan and those breakout films, Snake and the Eagle's Shadow and Drunken Master, both directed by Woo Ping. Um, that's kind of there behind the scenes too. He did kind of look at him as a father figure. Um, so anyways, uh, Simon, the spirit of Simon kind of hangs over this movie. And I think that title is this kind of great honorific from, from mm. his sons, really. Uh, the other thing that's really unique about this film, and I think it's part of maybe why it's so personal is clearly picked up in stages over, I've got to say at least a two year, maybe three year period, um, because Simon himself is actually on screen. It's maybe one of his last posthumous uh, performances, even though this film came out a year after he passed away. Um, but there's a good kind of reference to maybe like spot the length of our protagonist, Yun Shun Yi. Yun younger brother, the length of his hair will sometimes give you a little bit of a guide, I think, <laughs> as to when things were picked up. Also, like later, there's an establishing shot of this temple, and the almost identical shot exists in Tower of Death, which Yun ping also worked on, and even some of that location. So, my sense is uh, this movie <laughs> was approached in a really ragtag way, and there's a lot of just kind of pickups. And uh, you're gonna see some familiar uh, kind of renegade locations from some of his other films that are kind of revisited revisited here. And so this was a, a very independent release. And the first under Yun pings own banner, which is called Peace Films, as a WP logo, which stands for Whooping. And that Peace Films basically is responsible for kind of a handful of films that, uh, Yun Wuping or one of the other, as they're called, the uh, the Yun clan would direct or produce like through the eighties and nineties. And Carlos, you actually found an amazing little like white pages <laughs> <Just> listing. It, <laughs> it was
2: yeah, it actually wasn't that difficult for me to find, but I don't want to share it because it had I don't know how current the information oh, was. Oh yeah, yeah. But it literally had an address and a phone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Attached. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> and it's like, contact Mr. Wu-Ping. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's uh... crazy.
2: I'd yeah. imagine that that's probably some old information.
0: But even probably, still, it's like, yeah. wow. I, like, I, that's, I'm sure that's a building that's still in Hong Kong.
2: You yeah, know, I looked it up.
0: Go-to. It's on Nathan okay. Road. So... Um, oh, there you
2: go. Man, yep.
1: Totally. So, yeah, we if you're ever in the area. <laughs> we've got to get one of our Cantonese speaking friends together yep. and yeah. and muster up some courage. But yeah, so this <laughs> film it's uh it's got diamond in the rough energy. It's got ragtag yes. um make a movie in the backyard with your brothers energy. Yeah. Um, yes. a little bit, yeah. But what's incredible yeah, is cool. you're see- basically um there aren't any kind of bells and whistles or big budget to speak of what I think that puts into focus is just how talented the young clan is at everything else that they're working on. So it's like, you know, even the film stock isn't great. These shots are set up really quickly yet. There's such a great eye on where to put the camera. There's such incredible ingenuity in the choreography and it's executed at this crazy high level. And what we've got is a super entertaining film, just like any of his other kind of works of cinema that we've already talked about. So, anyways, I'm so excited we get to cover this. Um, yeah, it feels like yeah, awesome. Christmas to me. So, thanks guys for <laughs> doing this. So
2: glad to hear. Oh you. no, thank you, man. I, this was a super fun time, and obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, we we pretty much all feel the same. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know we're already gonna like this film. It's not like we're mm-hmm. gonna be super critical on it. And actually, the the critiques that we have are kind of the things that we love about this stuff yeah, too. Totally.
0: <laughs> yeah. You it's you definitely one of those deep. movies. Yep. It's one of those movies where it's like, oh, that's that looks terrible. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah,
2: yeah I, exactly. I, I definitely like what you were saying, Marty, about you can tell that they were kind of shooting this when they could. They're literally like same sequences where the day... Time, the the time of day you can see change. There's some mm-hmm. uh, tight shots on characters adding lines to scenes that you can pretty much tell they shot at a different date, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. to kind of put a cap on a scene.
0: And, and there's um, one where I swear it's actually shot at night at the beginning of the scene, and then it's day for night at the end of the scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Um, but ugh, but I
2: also so like good. like to pick up on what you were mentioning about um like the the performances here and it's it's it really is more than just the yun clan pushing it past 100 percent um we have a lot of character actors in this film which i know we all enjoyed too and some really comical stuff going on but you also get some of these comic actors uh, doing some fight choreography too at a very high level and I, I really like to see that as the the, the film plays out and the, the other thing I would say is that the, the plot the way that it builds is kind of random at first but I do feel like there's like this kind of the, the spine of a kind of really kind of heartful yeah. story
0: that yeah the plot really does come together at the end <laughs> yeah and I, I'm sure it's I'm sure that wasn't <laughs> it, I'm, I'm sure they wrote this this as they were shooting it but it really does by the end I'm like oh okay that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's you know that that's an interesting
2: idea. The other name that I would mention that's outside of the Yun clan that I definitely noticed was that Wang Jing is listed as a screenwriter. For <laughs> yeah, he's movie. listed
1: as one of the screenwriters. So the, there's and a yeah, yeah, along Wang with Choi Choe Ming, who's yeah. a co-star, and his official title is deputy director. So oh. sometimes he's <laughs> listed as as co-director. It's hard to know exactly mm-hmm. what that that meant, but and he's yeah. also with the Yun clan on the choreography side. And mm, he's kind great. of an undersung dude. Um, yeah, and yeah, he really shines here. I'd say that there's a couple of
2: other uh, outside of the regulars that you you come to know. The, yeah, the the lead here, uh, Choi Soo Ming, and also the the man that plays the Sifu, Chan Soo Pang. Um, oh, he's, he's an terrific. excellent performer, and I was just really enjoying how um, these unfamiliar faces really rose to the occasion to the to meet the the choreography needs in this film yeah um super fun stuff we we definitely get these um set pieces that you come to hope to see in films of this era where you take either a dinner sequence or like a chess match and it turns into this mm-hmm. wonderful
0: uh <laughs> developing choreography and yeah a lot of a lot of like secret kung fu yeah. like i'm doing kung fu but pretending that i'm not <laughs> stuff, yeah classic classic Wu Ping stuff oh dude
1: i feel like we could set up like a bingo card or something for this arc because yeah if we flash back to what we've already covered we've seen incredible um like kung fu calligraphy kung fu medicine um mm-hmm. ca- and uh Kung Fu Laundry. Yeah, Kung That's Fu Laundry. And so here we've already alluded to, we're gonna see some amazing Kung Fu chess. Um, but yeah, I think there'll be a lot of uh a lot of little squares that we can kind of tick off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. through this arc.
0: One thing I do want to mention before we get right into it though, uh as you said before, this movie definitely feels not like really represented in the world, and it's very difficult to find info on. Yeah, um, outside of that it is a movie that exists. Um, and this gets to join a the short list of movies we've done <laughs> that don't have Wikipedia articles. Oh, beautiful. Which is fun. Yeah. Um, which it's funny. I'm pretty sure Huero or Roaring Fire didn't have a Wikipedia article when we did the episode, but it does now. Nice. Um, which is cool. Um, but the Great Chase and Midnight Angel, or it has like it had like a bunch of other alter- yeah. or just Angel mm-hmm. that that movie, um, those two don't have Wikipedia articles. Yeah, and those... And a, and a couple of the exploitation ones don't either, but that's a little well, that's, that's a little different. A little <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: What I would say about the selections that you mentioned, that, uh, you know, with this, we're, we're living in this era where people are really trying to dig these releases up to kind of restore them and maybe mm-hmm. give us kind of a fun Blu-ray release. I am really surprised that... At, even with Angel, so like, that's Girls with Guns and Yukari Oshima's in it, Moon Lee's in it, some really amazing um, choreography and uh, Huang Zhang Lee's in that film. Yeah. I'm so surprised that they haven't taken the time to track that down. I mean, here we are, it's really hard to get everything we want, but I feel like that would be a really big get to get a, get a new release from like a Eureka or Vinegar Syndrome or uh, a company like that. So, um, even with this here, Buddhist Fist, um, really, I mean, one of the goals is just to enjoy it for the podcast, but I, I yeah. feel like there's always this goal for us that to really promote these things in a way that people start to... Get excited about him, and hopefully, we get a new release of something like this. Because it would be amazing to see a restoration for the Buddhist Fist. It would be amazing to see Born oh, Invincible looking, you know, as beautiful as some of these other releases. But it's a matter of knowing who to talk to and knowing even if these materials still exist in a way. So all we got to do is keep talking about it, I guess.
1: Dude, here, here, love it.
0: Angel actually does have a computer article. I I swear it didn't when I checked it Dude, before. They're, but they're it does. hot
1: on our heels. I think is what on the heels.
0: Mean. I guess we're changing history <laughs> as we speak. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like early edition. Where, like <laughs> he looks at the newspaper. and It's different. Oh,
2: <laughs> early edition. Yeah, that's funny.
0: That's a that's a hot reference for all the kids out there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, um, well, and, and we'll jump into the movie, but actually we have a treat this week because we actually do have the, or the back of the DVD, but yeah, uh, for actually we'll read off of the back of the DVD for real and not just the thing Carlos wrote, so that's fun. Cool. From the legendary director of the Jackie Chan classics Drunken Master and Snake in the Eagle's Shadow comes the tale of two orphans trained by a Shaolin master in the deadly art of the Buddhist fist. Separated by fate, they are finally reunited after a series of disasters and lethal combat. Young Wu-Ping's trademark furious action choreography is combined with extraordinary lead performances in this stunning kung fu classic. The Shaolin Collection presents The Buddhist Fist. And it's pretty short, too. It's not like a five paragraphs like some yeah, of those yeah. things
1: are. So. <laughs>
0: cool. So, yeah, the movie starts with... Uh, like Not a flashback, I guess, but like a scene of these characters as kids, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah, and it's also and... part
1: of what makes it almost feel like a kind of definitive statement. It's like, the life of Kung Fu begins at <laughs> childhood or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're introduced essentially to our kind of twin heroes. They're a really interesting scene. And uh, again, this, I think, very much embodies yuan wu ping a sequence that Uh, could easily just be purely dramatic is actually an action (laughs) sequence. And we have little children fighting each other um, Mm -hmm. in a very kind of convincing way. But uh, we end up seeing that in this kind of group of kids are these two boys that are looking out for each other. And one of them is already um, singled out to live the life of a Buddhist monk. And um, one of them, it's not entirely clear like what, like what the deal is, what like motivates these things, but they're friends. He's going to study with the same master, um, but he lives as like a layperson. I
2: mm-hmm. love the POV shot of the kids punching downwards. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, awesome that's pretty funny. <laughs> and actually, yeah, Amazing. the the Yun Yi, the, the young version, um, his form when he's swinging that stick around looks pretty good, dude. <laughs> he's really good. Some nice yeah. rotation.
0: I was going to say it looks. Swings. It looks. It looks like he really hit that kid like pretty hard too, yeah. <laughs> which is which is pretty fun. It's adorable. And also
1: a uh, quick shout out before we get too far. Um, uh, not only do we have so many of these amazing talents assembled, like we've talked about, um, but you've got every voice in our oh, beautiful English yes. dub cast in just the right part. I mean, this is oh, almost yeah. is, Yeah as close to a bullseye as you can get for that group. I think it's you
3: a born idiot. you bastard. Oh yeah.
0: This is a great, this is a really good, this is a really good example of those,
1: of those dubs. And, yeah, and-, and, and that we get to hear the children kind of voices because mm-hmm. you don't get that in every dub <laughs> and it is magical. Mm-hmm. It's shrill. It's really like not convincing and,
0: so, yeah, it's because he's very clearly a woman doing Chad's voice fun. <laughs> Sweet potatoes. They're lovely. Mm. It's a, hey, up it's a boy. Nice.
3: Look. He's hey, a Yeah.
1: And then we uh we cut to a really cool uh kind of, you know, 15 years later montage mm-hmm. uh, through a through a training training sequence. And this is a great opening little montage and we get a a handful of these moments where it's like a fight cute kind of thing between our twin twin heroes. Uh, One of my favorite ones, we definitely will have to gif it is uh, later when they meet each other after they've been estranged for a while, they do this kind of elaborate, it would almost be like a handshake, but it's like a series of like combat moves that end with their, it ends with their arms around each other. It's Um, awesome. But yeah, this is a great little montage we're very much kind of in keeping with all the Kung Fu greats of the late seventies and early eighties, where we're kind of showcasing specific styles that are going to be relevant in the film. Um, But we get to see kind of two halves of these uh, two (laughs) Buddhist styles, I guess they're referred to uh, in Mm -hmm. the film. And we get to see just how strong Yun Chun-yi and Choi Siu-ming are on screen together and dude, it's awesome it
2: is really great and the thing that i really enjoy about it is, um as the film progresses you understand that each of them has like this distinct style that they don't delve as far as you know you being able to analyze what makes what but it's still uh visualized very uh distinctly so um each of them make these different shapes and um uh Choi Soo Ming, he does this, I mean, these very Buddha kind of palm, hand, like, praying, like, style poses, and yeah. I love those a lot. And then uh, Yun chunyi Yi has, you know, this kind of bald fist uh, movements where he's, it almost looks like he's doing, like, these kind of static yoga poses, and it lands on a really nice pose, which I always... I I love that all the time, and then uh, having them together, complementing each other, making these different shapes throughout the choreography is is really appealing. And any any sequence where they're interacting together is really enjoyable to watch.
1: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we get to we get to meet our sort of monk teacher character that uh, we f- referred to earlier. And uh, what was this Who, actor's I name mm-hmm. again? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, Chen Zupeng, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who is he's not as old as he's playing, but he's not like a twenty year old playing an old monk like we see in a lot of these movies. So that's nice. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, he's but he's he's good. Um and then almost immediately we get to see <laughs> the the first woman that appears on screen immediately gets killed. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah. In like a POV murder kind of.
0: Yeah, because that's a lot of the movie is that we don't a hundred percent know who the villain is, like who this main mastermind is until the end of the movie or close to the, end of the movie. Yeah, I love uh,
2: how they play with that too because there's usually this kind of shot where they're obscuring his face. He's always wearing like a fedora, but he's doing these very exaggerated hand movements because. And you know he's acting without yeah, since, them showing the face. And ends yeah. up feeling like a Power Rangers kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> when it's
1: that. really cool because there's another masked character, as we'll see in a few minutes, and that's one that we're never really left in doubt um, as as far as the identity goes. So it's kind of nice having this other kind of mm-hmm. running running villain. But yeah, this mm-hmm. um, we basically witness uh, this murder and. Uh, I think really effective how Yuan ping shoots this. We really we dip into kind of like this Hong Kong horror film for for like a minute and a half.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, some some oily yeah, maniac like a, vibes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bit, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's it's like a he's saying that it's like basically setting up someone else to to blackmail, and that's why this this woman's getting killed. Um, and then we get to see the 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 a cooler crime than murder, which is stealing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love
0: it. Um, then, yeah, so we yeah, see this, this, this we masked this ninja temple, looking yeah. guy. Yeah, in this in this Buddhist temple, um, who's doing a sneaking mission to get this jade Buddha, um, yeah. and the final guard that he has to fight is our our old favorite Simon Yoon. Yeah, and the this drunken is just master himself.
1: I mean, it's it's really kind of a beautiful send off, and for you know his actual family, for his sons, this is. This is really their last um kind of connection with their father on on film, which is mm. yeah, really powerful. And he's doubled as always by uh Brandy Yoon, who mm-hmm. um I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but he's like the adopted Yun son of of the clan. And so um uh Simon was kind of a mentor and teacher to him, and much like with the Seven Little Fortunes, uh he took uh, the name Yun is an honorific to, um, you know, to his teacher and master and really stayed kind of as a, you know, brother in arms um, with the rest of our gang here. You know, yun wu and Yun-Shun-Yan and Yun-Shun-Yi and yun yat um, And then um, well, we, we also mentioned previously, like Brandy was actually an early person to come over to America. He did choreography on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. And um and then he was kinda out of the business for a while, but he actually teamed up with uh Yun Chun Yan a few years ago to to choreograph something. So Oh, um, that's beautiful. Yeah, still, yeah, still, still, still active. A, very cool. Yeah, still a very tight clan. But yeah, we see uh, Brandy Yun doing some of his amazing classic uh doubling for, for Simon here and gotta love the color of um Simon's outfit mm. here. It's this bright orange contrasted against the black, almost kind of ninja outfit. Mm -hmm. And there's a great conceit here, which is our masked man (laughs) is trying to steal this jade Buddha. Simon is there to guard it. Um, And there's some great humor. But he's really there to take a nap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. He, He seems to be kind of just dozing off, like, oblivious. But as our kind of ninja dude is sneaking around, we see that he's actually kind of tripping this wire that's tied around Simon's character. And with his eyes still closed, he's like, hey, do you want to come down here? And it's, (laughs) yeah, it's a great, um, yeah, just a great little sequence. And again, one of these really sort of juicy conceits um, that you tend to see kind of in these yun pink ping fight sequences where there's not just amazing choreography, it's not just clever on a micro level, but you can really taste and feel, it's very palpable, like, what the goals of the sequence are.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I also enjoy, I mean, every time we watch an older film like this, um, there's the, the meta game of spotting the double, and yeah, then there's... Yeah. So you're, you get in a little bit of a double, double situation too, because you've got a masked yeah. man and right at the beginning of the sequence, you see him sneaking in and climbing along the ceiling and as he's yeah. like, as he's calming down towards that jade buddha you can pretty much tell that that's yun chun yan that's in the ninja outfit yeah
1: his very distinct eyes and like brow yeah
2: yeah i i love that the the other thing i would say is you mentioned ninja turtles thanks to brandy but um i actually was watching the the new Film that the the CG yeah. film. The oh, meme, I thought man. that was great. Yeah, and um, there's a bit of a training sequence at the beginning of the movie, and one of the things they do in the movie is show live action clips from some kung fu films, and actually they show Simon in a clip because they use yeah. a clip from uh, Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin, and he was one oh, of the very cool the abbots there. So I was it's so really cool surprised you have to hear Jackie's
1: voice talking about it while you yes. see Simon. It really. exactly meant something
2: yeah i was really surprised to hear as like jackie's character is narrating to see that on screen was a a shock to me and i think it's pretty uh special that we're talking about this episode today and i just watched Mm -hmm. that but um
1: oh dude that's that that's awesome
2: i'd also say that you know like if the a tier is like the drunken fist for me i think the b tier that honestly could be explored more would be like the sleepy fist. <laughs> so, I was, I I was literally it. thinking sleepy fist <laughs> yeah. whenever
0: I was watching this. Yeah,
2: there's actually oh, yeah, a character so in the good. new uh, in the last couple King of Fighters that his whole style is that he's sleepy <laughs> and he ha- mm-hmm. has a pillow that he fights with and he shoots it like a sonic boom. Yeah, um, but I, I feel like he he does some similar things that you'd expect to see a drunken fist uh, fighting game character do, which is really fun.
1: Oh, that's great. There's also a, a, kind of like a running gag throughout the movie, like any like religious Buddhists um, kind of stop in their track if they see like an image of the Buddha or they remember some like moral transgression. So there's a lot of like, Buddha mm. bless you, that interrupts <laughs> yeah. them. Um, but yeah, this also has this kind of like princess bride, like repartee um you know juicy lines as we're yeah. fighting, just amazing acrobatic stuff uh one of the lines uh, for whatever reason always jumps out at me is wanna hurt me <laughs> yeah um, when, he's, <laughs> when he puts
2: the buddha in the in his the way of his fist, I love that
0: uh, it's uh, yeah, I, man, I love it's the why make me do that? For money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah,
1: but sadly, yeah, this this the sequence comes to an end, but uh, with a really nice kind of final shot on uh Simon's character and the last image that we have of him is him yawning, ready to go to sleep, which I think is pretty yeah. pretty poignant. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: And So Snacks are our ninjas trying to get away and it's nighttime now, I guess. And <laughs> uh he he meets up with like his boss uh who we learned that his name is what is it little big feet or big, something like that?
3: Bigfoot yeah, small Foot Foot Bigfoot or something. Foot,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at first you're like, what? But then that becomes a thing where you're like, Yeah, oh, that, that totally. is
0: that is that is his name throughout the at the very end of the movie is good Big Lord. Big Small Feet is what they call him in the dub.
1: It's so but. Good. And again it's like movies. these shoestring like special effects where it's like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I guess you could pull off just having one foot kinda little and one foot kinda <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was that, say th-
0: Johnny two feet over there. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> that that little interaction does become like the critical incident for the film because um that old man was the godfather to our main character, uh, played by Yun Shen Yi and Godfather. Um, Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just just as soon as that ends, we get another comical uh, sequence in a barbershop. shop. we
0: set up, but yeah, the, the old man sees that it's the that this person is like this assassin guy, and and he gets killed or, or appears to get killed on screen, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's what sets up the action. And yeah, now we get a barbershop scene.
1: So yeah, actually, yeah, take your bingo cards out kung fu barbershop um yeah <laughs> i might say if you only got to watch one sequence of the film this could be this could be a contender it is just classic kung fu comedy like um at its best and there's something i love about uh, again the shoestring budget how cheaply this is thrown together and yet how successful and entertaining this the sequence is but yeah we've got a lot of great characters at, uh character actors that um start popping up in this sequence here yeah, um, yeah so I like believe the, his
2: name is Ma, Ma Chow, the the cross eyed dude. <laughs> we've seen him yeah, in a bunch yeah. of. Yeah,
1: we have. Yeah, I was I was trying to place him, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's good. Yeah, he's and, amazing. Um, and then the owner is uh, Ho Pak Kwong, and mm-hmm. we've seen him before as well. And then there's kind of like a best friend uh, character, and that's uh, Peter Chan Lung, who we've uh, we've also seen before.
2: Oh podcast. yeah, definitely, and. It, it was actually surprising to me that uh as you as you see this film play out he's not one of the main performers you would expect him to be fighting a lot more but he's mm-hmm. kind of just the bumbling sidekick in this movie
0: but the, the the inciting incident here is that there's a uh, uh the our, our cross-eyed guy that comes in has this mustache and he thinks that uh they, they think that he wants to get his mustache shaved off, and so they shave off half That's the mustache.
1: Oh, so shave your and, mustache. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. man. Yeah.
0: Hey, friend, have a good sleep while I shave your mustache off. This should be an easy job. And then and then lots of silliness with, like, gluing it back onto his face and waking him up. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Distracting using, him using from the rubbing his mustache. Chair,
1: using the barber's chairs and like all the appliances in the barber shop mm-hmm. for, yeah, just kind of clever Kung Fu comedy. And I feel like we talked about it on um, Dance of the Drunk Mantis, which is a film that also featured Yun Chun-yi as the leading man, where, um, I, I don't know, p- pound for pound, Yun Chun-yi is, I mean, maybe this is a weird hot take, but he's kind of neck and neck with with jackie i would say at this time um you know definitely didn't land anything remotely near that success but i feel like he's really funny he's a great physical performer um, but he doesn't have the kind of lithe typical body type kind of Mm. again similar to jackie so there's this thing where you sort of root for it and it's great for comedy um, I also think Yunchen Yi plays the dramatic scenes really well. Maybe even in a little more of an understated, tasteful way than Jackie sometimes. Yeah, does I at agree this, at this point in mm-hmm. time. And you watch this he has sequence; a distinct, he has
0: a really distinct look too. Which yeah, I like. yeah, like totally. His, like his face is a little light, like tighter than, than some other performers.
1: Oh, I, no, that's that's a really good point. I feel like you could show this barbershop scene to someone, and their reaction would probably be like, "Oh, this is like a Jackie Chan scene."
0: Oh yeah, a hundred percent he and it's funny it, it really is a it really is a don't want no trouble Like yeah. Yeah. it's them kind of fighting the guy while also trying to be like you know we didn't mean to i'm sorry
2: well i i think it's funny because there i mean there's a misunderstanding but um ashang is the the inciting like Like he's the one that causes the problem, yeah, totally. And then once the dude gets mad about it, rightly so, because I mean, they say he's a he 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 has a temper, but I mean, they did him wrong, but they end up really giving it to him. They're like, Oh, yeah, we're gonna shave off your whole mustache and throw you out of the shop, (laughs) yeah, really. This is
0: your fault now,
1: yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, and I forgot the really great gag when, um. Because uh, uh, first, Jong just uh, shaves off one half of the mustache and he kind of yeah. gets caught before uh, he does more damage. And then, um, as the, I think he's meant to be probably like a triad boss or something like that. But as mm-hmm. uh, as Ma Chao is leaving, he bumps into this woman and she's like, hey, watch where you're going. And, <laughs> and then. Uh, the other half of his mustache, which was kind of poorly glued back on, is then on her forehead, and he's pointing yeah. at her he's like, "Hey, what's that?" She's like, "No, it's your mustache." But then he feels his face, but he feels the the half that the does right have side. the mustache, and it's like, <laughs> "Ah, you're crazy." Anyways, it's just yeah. there are all these just fun, delicious little yeah. gags, great that, physical comedy, yeah.
0: and I like the the using the the very Wu Ping using everything in this in the location as a weapon, like. Of course, he uses a straight razor, but also they use like parts from the barber chair (laughs) as like a hammer, um, which is real cool. Oh man! Um, But
1: yeah, then these these two, uh, because Peter's character is kind of helping him out too. Um, Mm -hmm. They're held like so. You two are responsible,
0: boss. We just did it to hell. He was ruining your shop. That's true. Hold
2: on, but it was you two that ruined my shop. So you two are responsible.
1: (laughs) Um, And the boss is like. Anyways, that's, oh, that's so good. Um, that's but this good. is also uh, probably the most extreme cut of one of the pickup shots, like you guys were talking about. So, yeah. uh, Yun Chun-yi's hair, very short in this sequence. <laughs> um, and really, uh, one of the only other parts of the movie where his hair gets short is, is uh, towards the end when he encounters Lei Hoi-san in the like underground area. So my sense is that those two parts of the movie were, at least those two sequences were shot fairly fairly early. Um, And then we know, of course, Simon's sequence is shot. That's pre-Magnificent Butcher. So, um, yeah, really interesting kind of pickup and kind of, uh, you know, collaged back together here. Um, And in that pickup spirit, the next location we go to is very familiar because it's Mm. like the training den from Drunken Master and Dance Dance of the Drunk Mantis. Yeah, okay. I had it. a
0: feeling it was so because I was like, that looks exactly <laughs> like Drunken <laughs> Master. So, yeah, I, I mean, do not know how this,
1: how this worked. It's like it was, it, anyways, it was standing long enough for to be used in handful of movies. In Isn't
0: it like apartments now or something? <laughs> I feel like we tried to look this up. Oh, or I think you're right. Something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun stuff.
2: Yeah, they re they return home to mm-hmm. uh to meet his godfather after he got kicked out of the barber shop and um he realizes that he isn't there. So they're, oh, he's missing. So we should go report this to the police. So that yeah. takes us to the next sequence. And you've got uh like a an inspector here and uh, a face that you wouldn't really recognize. But uh, honestly, I feel like Dean Sheck should have been in this role and he just mm. wasn't available.
1: <laughs> he's definitely <laughs> Sheck adjacent. Yeah. It, yeah. I could see Sheck's quote being a little too high for. Yeah, because
2: yep. yeah. uh, this character doesn't really get into uh, too much mischief, but he, he basically is helping progress the plot. Um,
1: the one so thing they, I like they, about the casting here is he really looks like he is the the secret masked villain, like very similar, I think, kind oh. of. That's true. They're both Bill. very like thin. I like and that. I think they even use the same... English voice Hat. actor in the. Dub. Oh. <laughs> For- yeah. oh, yeah, well- they do,
0: because I made a <laughs> yeah. note of that. So I was like, is he supposed to be the villain? Which I almost wonder how much of that was just the dub crew was just doing whatever, and That's how what much I- of it was actually <laughs> right. yeah. pur- purposefully trying to throw you off. That's what I was going to say. well <laughs> it. Yeah. You two over there.
2: Tell me your names.
1: My name is Nancy. Uh,
2: my name is Lee Joe huh? Nancy and Joe. Tell me what it's about. You're disturbing the peace. Cuz there's like these certain t- voice types where it's like, "Oh, yeah, this guy looks like a weasel, so use that voice again." And then it's like, "Wait yeah, a second. Totally. He's also in the next scene and you already used that voice." "Oh, whatever, just do it." Yeah. Weasel <laughs> voice. We well, got
0: to do 5 of these this week, so. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: But I like I like you pulling that cuz it I mean, it kind of helps. But um yeah, he's kind of playing judge for like a, a case with like a couple of cows and there's a little bit of a comedy bit going on there but after that plays out uh Ashang shows up asking about his godfather who in this sequence you find out that he he was also in the police and um the the inspector says no he's been missing for 2 months and uh, it's really annoying too cuz I've had to pick up his slack but they're yeah. also like uh oh like something uh, really bad's going on.
0: I do like, as soon as they walk in, he's like, oh, you guys must be the peeping Toms. Arrest them. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> he immediately tries to put a crime on them.
1: Yeah, crazy. Yeah. But speaking of peeping Toms, our uh, yeah. next <laughs> scene. Um, so, another familiar face from the podcast, uh, Tong Jing, who mm-hmm. uh, Yun Ping had cast uh, several times. So, she's in the original Drunken Master, and she's also in The Magnificent Butcher and Dreadnought and dreadnought um, as well yeah and actually that's you know the yun wu ping films might make up like half of her filmography or so so uh another one of these um stories of a hong kong actress that uh, seemingly didn't seem to to work after uh after getting married
0: yeah it's a shame cuz she's fun in this cuz she's yeah, she's yeah, like really working fun. at this at this cloth store and this one guy basically just keeps telling her to to Super climb watchers, up to yeah. to look for it while staring at her butt and then <laughs> and then he, she has like a chamber pot, I guess, yeah. that she shoves in his face, <laughs> which is real gross. Yep.
2: Some
1: uh, <laughs> um, some Wang Jing activities here. I was
0: about to say that I this this reeks of Wong Jing. So
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I kind of like what comes together here, which is kind of like the Wong Jing sensibilities, which are I think tend to be very kind of like voyeuristic, leering, um yeah, not to get into it too much, but more on the misogynistic side. Whereas I feel like the Yun clan, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I feel like no. the the Yun clan is um,
0: Yun clan he, doesn't have enough women in it to be misogynistic.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you don't you don't really st- get too much of those kind of overtones. I think in yeah. like in their no, films I, and their their point I'm, of view. And I'm, they, I'm I'm goofing, but yeah, no, no, totally. Really but they had, so it's like we get this kind of um, interesting mix here where it's like. Uh, she kind of gives him what for, but there's still, mm-hmm. yeah, there's still a little bit kind of playing it both <laughs> ways. Um, yeah. but as it turns out, um, she and, <laughs> uh, our hero, um, oh yeah, you, you noted Don Matthew in the dub, how many different ways they pronou- pronounce, um, yeah, Yung yeah. Yung yeah. I was going to mention name.
0: it. Yeah. The main character is, uh, Yunshin Yi is the actor, but he plays, Asyang, I think, is how you're supposed to say it, but they definitely say like a shang and a sheng and and a bunch of other ways to say it in the dub.
2: A-sang. A-shang. I'm a
3: shenanigan. <laughs> yeah,
1: and asang and a sang. Um, yeah. And so this actually seems like a happy little kind of reunion um between the two of them. So um he's kind of starting to kind of play detective, trying to kind of follow the footsteps of just what happened with his godfather and actually you meet up, her boss yeah uh, she introduces her yeah. boss which is yeah another favorite uh leihui son who's yeah uh,
0: continuing continuing our uh our trend of leihui song having things on his head uh, he has a wig oh, now yeah the most <laughs> hair
1: we've true. seen yeah um, I, I really Hwai-san. didn't
0: recognize him at first because i haven't seen him with hair before <laughs>
1: yeah. so <or> it's <laughs> been a while
0: that. at least so
1: oh man it's crazy um, and
2: the other thing that's so great about this is that, well, if if you didn't know, he's the villain, <laughs> yeah. based on every reaction shot that he has in this like one and a half minute sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I love that it's great. it's it's so fun. So, um, yeah, they he takes note that Ashang is looking for his godfather, and he gives a little bit of annoying glance, and then the next scene has them walking out in the countryside him and you, yeah. Peter Chan's character. And it, I think this is hilarious too, because one, it's an open field, right? You, And he li- <laughs> literally like bumps into them. Oops, I bumped into you. There's like yeah. no crowd at all. And then he plants a snake in his pocket. And then you has such a great line. You've got a snake in your pocket. <laughs> it's so, oh, sh- so Yes,
1: yeah, so this is so sort of like funny. Steve Irwin Kung Fu on mm-hmm. the bingo card yeah. or something. And, and it's
0: also this is the friendliest looking snake I've ever seen. It looks so <laughs> yeah, <cute.
1: laughs> like it's a, it's I'm,
0: I'm like I'm not even a huge snake fan. This is a very cute looking snake. Yep. Yeah. um, and it's also a very obviously a different snake than the one that he had in the <laughs> establishing shot. Yeah, uh, it's good stuff. So there's some
2: shenanigans going on, obviously. Mm, and, and there's a, another establishing shot of a big foot and a small foot, and mm-hmm. um, that leads us to a marketplace scene. So. Yeah, we've got a a, a barbershop scene. Now we get a a marketplace sequence, which would definitely be on a Kung Fu movie bingo card.
1: Yeah, totally. And a little bit of a callback to kind of the marketplace in Drunken Master where uh, Tina Wong's character is Mm. carrying this cage with a bird, which the period is kind of meant to signify wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, And our bird-carrying kind of scoundrel uh in this film is uh yun chung yang Mm. and he's great and he's just kind of chewing up the scenery and in an awesome way and then he ends up encountering this vendor played by an extremely bucktooth uh brandy yun so (laughs) um it's great because brandy gets a couple roles in the film kind of um you know where he gets to kind of show his face and and do his stuff so here we get uh, some of the yun clan one-on-one and yeah a really amazing sequence um I think almost kind of foreshadows the feeling of the marketplace fight in drunken master too. actually like, um, over 10 year, 10 years later.
0: Yeah. That's, this is a it's classic marketplace fight. I feel like we've, we've seen marketplace fights a lot in, in these things where yeah. like the guy with the guy with the, the birds has like holding the birds while, while doing the fight scene.
2: I definitely enjoy that bit that young Yan yeah. makes a point to hold the cage the whole time. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I also I always just love looking at the uh the the bystanders watching the fight. Yeah. You don't get a lot of uh people breaking character. You get uh, some people giggling here and there, but um yeah, Brandy and Yunshan Yan are really going at it. And, um uh then uh you get uh uh our our, our Shaolin monk.
1: Yeah, Choi Siu Ming's yeah. character. Well his character's name is almost his real name. It's like Si Ming. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Si
2: Ming, yeah. It's basically the same thing. Um uh but I I mean I think the, the sequence actually shines a bit brighter when he shows up yeah, because he's totally. oh yeah. He's doing this fighting without fighting uh sequence mm-hmm. and it just it looks so great.
1: Yeah, and he's like not even looking at Yun Chung and he's mm-hmm. uh yeah, kind of evokes the spirit of like Quanta King. It's like healing mm-hmm. and he's like focused on peace but then he gets into these beautiful you know quasi like tai chi forms and mm-hmm. it's awesome and he kind of fin- it ends, finishes him with those yes. bamboo pole.
0: <laughs> yeah he visits bamboo poles through his the, the guy's sleeves and 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 pants and he's he hops off the Offs off the scene. It's so funny.
2: Yeah, and Young Chun-yan, uh, one of the henchmen, is Young Sai Guan, who you would also recognize from a lot of films from this era. Yeah. And uh yeah, he has this really funny. And he bit does where, like the sign
1: of the cross. Yeah, because
2: it kind of looks like by. Young Chun-yan got crucified. Because he's a little bit. Yeah. So he does this like Christian oh, like so sign funny. of the cross, and that's he's funny. like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's so funny! I love it.
1: Uh, it's great." And yeah, then uh, then we get to this kind of beat um alluded to earlier where yeah he said twin the, the, the heroes fight, are the fight reunited. hug yeah
0: mm-hmm. it's very sweet and they have a they have a lot of chemistry together which is real nice yeah like you really totally. feel like they're they're the 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 brothers that like have you know been been apart for too long um and that's whenever he he reveals that the uh that their godfather has gone missing yeah and now we get <laughs> one of probably my favorite scene in the movie oh, which so is our good which is Kung Fu Chess.
2: Yeah, this is the the, the Sifu here, and he's playing against um, Fan Mei Sheng, who is yeah. our other beggar so. We get mm-hmm. double beggar so's in this film. I which know. Is really great. And it, it turns into this kind of fun little uh, hijinks on the chessboard, but it evolves... Into this sequence of choreography, and I, I loved the little kind of slick moves. Like Fan Meisheng's character uses his long sleeve to scoop up one of the chess pieces, but the the monk really understands what's going on, and um, he. He's like one step ahead of him, not just yeah. in the chess game, but in the choreography, which is really yeah, fun. Yeah, totally.
1: I love when he says, mine is a wonder horse. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's, you know, he's
2: uh, sharing these prophetic phrases too, like one one defeats oneself and, and stuff like that in the middle of all of it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah,
1: again, just like very well judged, very well paced. And I think uh, this is going to be kind of like a running like running description I think throughout this arc but um you're almost never going to be like bored in a in a Ping film it's like the, um the pace is just very uh, bubbly and poppy and there's always some kind of momentum and essentially um as soon as we've um as soon as we've basically exploited every idea we possibly could on this like yeah. chess table uh then uh A-sheng Uh, shows up and we actually get a lovely little bit of choreography uh, even there again it's like uh, yeah why not make every scene kind of like a a choreography scene so yeah uh, we get a nice little spar kind of with his uh, sifu and then uh, he introduces a fun machine's character and says like oh this is like your second sifu uh, but they don't seem to really get off <laughs> on a great foot. Here.
2: <laughs> He's a little salty because he lost that match. I think yeah. that 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 kind of put him off. But um, I yeah, I, I like what you're saying too because I'm realizing when we were going into this and when I was taking notes for the episode, I was like, oh okay, there's this plot kind of zigzags a bit, but we could probably breeze through it. But what I'm realizing is we get so much enjoyment from all of these little moments. That we're not skipping anything as we discuss the movie, <laughs> yeah. so it's great. Though I mean, I'll try to it, go faster. No, that I, it, this yeah. isn't a criticism. I'm just realizing it as we're recording the episode. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a little bit of juicy details in each of these scenes, and um, if if you're a fan of this stuff like we are, you'll you get a lot, a big meal out of this movie.
1: Dude, yeah, that's such a good point.
0: Like, and there's so much stuff that I'm just. Watching through now, just kind of catching up with the plot. That's just so cool to see, and we have a lot of fun making gifts for this. So, oh, dude, oh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. And I can't imagine
1: it, there are many on, on the internet right now. Yeah, I,
0: I definitely doubt that. Um, and which includes the very next scene where we get our, our kind of brothers having the the most smiley fight I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah. They're, like, sparring with each other, and they're literally smiling the whole time and, like, talking to each other. It's very sweet.
1: Oh, dude, it, yeah, it, it it's amazing. And then there's another one of these kind of, like, religious gags where they remember kind of the shenanigans they're up to and they're kids, and then um Chishu Ming's character is, like, praying for forgiveness, like, yeah. in the <laughs> middle of
2: the fight. <laughs> yeah, remember when we stole potatoes? And he's like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. bless you. Yeah, Dude, that's...
1: and then when when Sifu comes out, um, we get a little splash of, we're maybe not at Magnificent Butcher Heights, but a little bit of this kind of th- three-person choreography for a second. It's just so beautiful. Even in this kind of washed-out, uh, dirty-looking transfer, it's just <laughs> kind <laughs> of gorgeous.
2: The thing I really enjoy about his performance is that he's got kind of this not not as rigid a form he's hitting these poses, yeah. but there's kind of this kind of loose energy to it that i I
1: kinda feel rocking into the shapes kind of yeah.
2: Kinda yeah he's swaying more into these movements and um he's doing these kind of little fun little hand gestures too the other thing that you get which is something that develops th- as we're seeing the film is that he discussed the the buddha's palm and the buddha's fist so he says the left hand buddha palm right hand buddha's fist and he's yeah. talking to uh, uh asheng and Si Ming about it and it's it it's this thing where you're kind of understanding that they complement each other, but Ashang has this noted statement that, oh, Master, don't you mean that this means that the form is incomplete? Actually, Buddha palm and fist are the same origin. Left hand, Buddha palm, right hand, Buddha fist.
3: Since both your characters differ, I decided to teach each a separate style.
2: And that's where they land you on this scene. And I think that's, it, it's a really exciting uh, thing that uh, as the film goes on, you not, it's not at the front of the film, but as the but film it is there, gets, which kind yeah. of
1: surprises you. It's like when mm-hmm. you go back and you look for it, there yeah. there is a thread, which almost mm-hmm. kind of defies belief. Cause again, it's like, you can't <laughs> avoid this kind of like, uh, scattershot, ragtag, guerrilla filmmaking vibe of the movie. Um, But actually, in some ways, there's a little bit more of a consistent thread than some of the more established Shaw Brothers and Golden Harvest picks of the same time.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, You, uh, Peter Chan's character, is kind of sick of the the monastery lifestyle so he says we yeah. gotta get out of here so yeah he's um, like we
0: gotta go get go into town and get some meat and alcohol got... <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so
1: th- but but what then, kind of meat exactly yeah
2: I was mm. like this is a moment where I had the film going and Joanna was in the living room with me and um yeah Peter Chan's character says good dog meat and I was like oh no <laughs> 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 it's like well he'll
1: just say it the one time right yeah. no
2: it's more than once
3: <laughs> no Try the dog meat here. It tastes delicious.
2: I was like, um, no. He said, he said duck. He said duck,
0: Joanna. Yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> and then he says sure. it again. I was like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah. oh,
3: man. So
0: that night, they they go back to the to their house, and uh, an assassin comes in. Another and masked character. An- shows another up. masked man. Yeah. Uh, which my favorite gag with that is they say like, show your face, and they pull his mask down, and then he like pulls his fingers on his face (laughs) to do, like, a silly face so they can't (laughs) identify him. Which, honestly,
2: is, like, this little kid idea, but it actually is really effective. Yeah, (laughs) it really works. There's no way I could tell the police what this guy's face looked like.
1: (laughs) And it's, like, a great choreographic beat, too, Mm because it, like, breaks up the action and gives him a little opening. And, yeah, it's, like, this is a, a sequence, and there's a similar one in the same location later where... Man, we would really benefit from, you know, even a halfway decent transfer of, of the <laughs> movie. It's a little hard to make out what's happening.
2: Yep. Uh, he does end up escaping, and then we see our other selection of masked characters deliberating on what to do next. And you see our fedora guy is basically wanting to kill Ashang, ah and our ninja-like character is kind of disputing that. Hey, you said we weren't going to kill anybody, but um, things are heating up, and he wants him dead.
1: And I I feel like this is the scene where um, he's more explicitly. Unmasked, even though he's mm-hmm. not physically unmasked, because sure. Ping really pushes in on this close up on his eyes, and I think here it's like it's it's kind of unmistakable that um, that this is uh, Choi Siu Ming's character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Choi Siu Ming has pretty distinctive eyes, so whenever it gets right eye on him, I was I remember thinking, and I'm not even too familiar with Choi Siu and I was thinking, I, w- I wonder if that's the same guy. It Looks kind of like him, so
1: so that's yeah. cool. Um, and then our next scene is, is also kind of a revisit of um, uh, a location that was really successful for Yeonwoo Ping in the past. If we remember the introduction to Yun Yi's character in Dance of the Drunk Mantis, he's a waiter at a restaurant, the, like an outdoor yeah. restaurant. With the and, flies. Yeah, and that's that's the same spot here. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Film was maybe a little too overexposed, but it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it look, looks amazing. I was into and every it. time
0: I see, every time I see people eating dumplings in this movies, these movies, it just makes me want to go out and get some Chinese dumplings. Oh, oh man, oh, I don't know if that dude. happens to any of y'all.
2: Oh but, no, uh, I
1: feel that bad. I've
2: uh,
0: yeah, I've consumed
2: a lot more twice cooked pork since we started the podcast. <laughs> oh good, oh dude,
1: twice cooked pork is where it's at. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. good.
0: Yeah, okay, um, I'm going to go um, get Chinese yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> nice.
1: Oh, but, but yeah, we're we're about to run into uh maybe the MVP of of character actors of this movie. Um uh Daisai on um really I mean this is just I don't know, it's like a wild idea executed so well. It's also mm. um eyebrow of the of the Millennium Award or something.
2: Yeah, like. for sure. He's the <laughs> guy that I definitely mentioned during our Enter the Dragon episode cuz he's one of Han's like uh students and he's wearing yellow gi but you just see him in any background shot you your eyes go right to him because he's doing yeah. that express that's how his face looks so he's got one eyebrow down one eyebrow up
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah he's yeah he's a very distinct
2: look yep at the same time uh, in something like enter the dragon there's so many characters that uh you couldn't put the spotlight on everyone but right here you see how proficient he is he's Got this gimmick where he's like a fortune teller and he uses those um, little fortune sticks, kou chim, I think is what they're were called, yeah. where you shake them out to kind of determine what your fortune will be. But those are like his projectile weapons, and um, there's some, there's a couple really effective slow mo shots of um, those projectiles being shot, and uh, um, Fang Meisheng ends up entering this battle, and oh, it's him so versus the fortune teller is just crazy good
1: and he ends up <laughs> kind of doing a little bit of like tutoring uh, on the spot with uh Sheng's character yeah. you know v- very classic. Like, also the the banner that the fortune teller is holding is very much a part of his whole uh, his whole look and his and the choreography with the banner and all this kind of acrobatic movement. It's just really unique, really special. So yeah, bingo card for fortune telling Kung Fu. um, Yeah. 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 And I, that's yours
0: talking about that, that it literally is like a fighting game. Mm -hmm. Like there could 100% be a fortune teller (laughs) fighting game character and, and a chess Kung Fu fighting game character. So yeah, for
2: sure. I do. I do really like what you were talking about, Marty, about how this movie is kind of, A greater sum of all of its parts where you got all these pickup shots and stuff but i think that in the end they they really pepper this movie in with all of these wacky characters it's almost like an anime in a way like you see uh fan mei sheng's introduction in this sequence is like he's sitting up in a tree and you could totally see that in an anime like where some crazy (laughs) stuff's going down and then uh, some badass character just shows up he's hanging out in a tree or something like that and
3: um, well, and what I, I
1: love is it's like Yun Wuping's appetite is so much bigger than the budget and the, yeah. you would think the means would be of this film. And that, too, kind of evokes the, like, backyard making a movie with with your brother's thing um but somehow like they're able to execute all of this stuff and there's also i think some super clever filmmaking when we think uh fen Mishing's character is killed um they reserve like this beautiful slow motion for mm-hmm. it where we think it's like this slow motion death and then they just interrupt it and um not so fast. <laughs> he wears like a, a string of chess pieces, uh, which I think is hilarious too.
2: Cause it like calls to him like cheating at chess. That's like his yeah, whole totally. thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, not only is it like something that he uses to get the upper hand in a chess match, but it also becomes this defensive measure, which is really great. Mm. And, uh, actually. And
0: get, yeah. Continuing on for wacky people. If you want to jump to the next
2: scene. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Um, that, that, the the, the fortune teller gets defeated and and um runs away but uh we're introduced to our next anime character here and uh this (laughs) is uh saiquan another face that we'd recognize but legend you've never uh, seen him look like this
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah pale as can be and we've seen a lot of pale characters before but like with the most like prominent hunchback you've ever seen and definitely don't miss it because it turns into one of the craziest gags oh my in history God. of Hong Kong. Later. It's um, definitely, amazing.
2: yeah, top five list of things I was so surprised <laughs> at seeing in a Hong Kong film. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but um, before we get to that sequence, um I, I like him – Describing what he will do to Ashang mm-hmm. in this film. So he's he plays in poisons and he's like a trickster here. So he has a, a dinner table set up with some harpoons and he can like flip a switch and impale his victim, but he also has some tea set up with poison. So he, he basically sends And if
0: that fails he can just grab him real tight.
2: Yeah, he kinda has <laughs> yeah. a oh he it, has it like was a Jiang kind of thing. Oh he said it. It's called the Holy Ghost Claw in the dub, which I love. My other skill
3: is Holy Ghost Claw. <laughs> oh, <that's
1: laughs> so great. And I like we get a kind of like pseudo flash forward of just yes. what will happen with the poison, mm. which also feels like very clever to me. And um, it's, it's a, actually not the straight up black and white or red filter. It's this really cool sepia thing. So, um, yeah, again, just calling that out.
2: Yeah, he sends an invitation out to, to Ashang and you for dinner. So uh, they show up and it it turns into this kind of innocent thing, but it pretty quickly turns into an encounter where once they sit down at the table, there's this little chopsticks interaction and then it, it evolves into a full full out fight.
1: Yeah. And it's great because you have this kind of comedy of manners initially, Mm -hmm. and then it uh, it just escalates until it's, you know, hits the, hits the breaking point. Um, and yeah, the, uh, we ain't seen nothing yet because kind of in keeping with this like arch, like fighting game style, although this is, you know, (laughs) maybe a decade before that's even a, a thing. Um, but, uh, uh, Yeah, this hunchback character has this most unique movement, and it's accompanied with this crazy, creaky, kind of disgusting sound effect. Um, And yeah, he moves along in these kind of like hops, and it's just... uh, yeah <laughs> super memorable i'll say
0: yeah my favorite gag is whenever he has like these he has like a foot pedal that will shoot these harpoons yeah. out and they at some point they the table gets turned around but he doesn't realize it and then whenever he hits it the harpoon shoots out and kills his two inch men. yeah yeah and it's oh, a it's great really shot funny.
1: how that's blocked it and is framed and yeah, yeah. it's like uh also, it's a nice little bit of business for uh, for Peter's character as as the bumbling kind of friend sidekick um, to get involved with.
2: As the fight choreography um, busts out, you know, I think it's a really fun idea where the the undercranking actually kind of helps sell those strange movements that Saiquan does. And uh, yeah. yeah, along with the the sound effects, the the creaking kind of noises, you've got these like Jiangshi. Uh, Chinese ghost vibes. And um, there's even a little fun sequence where he falls back and they use a wire to pull him back straight up. And <laughs> then that leads yeah. to the crowning achievement <laughs> of this the moment. sequence <laughs> where you see Peter Chan grab a mallet and he strikes him in the back and the hump pops out on his <laughs> chest.
1: <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Unbelievable. It's,
1: it's probably the most like Looney Tunes thing we've. We it is, yeah. Time. It is,
0: it is like it, I feel like a, that would happen in like a Stephen Chow movie. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. Totally, it is is mm. it's wacky. But then they finally defeat him by, but just like any poison
2: guy, the poison guy's gonna die by the poison that he was trying yeah, to. Yeah, totally. You know?
0: I love it. He splashes the poison into. I like that he splashes the poison into his mouth, and he's literally he can't find the antidote, so he's just taking all the antidotes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um And then there's like a it's like a horror movie. There's like this quick jump scare at the end
1: where he <laughs> yeah, comes yeah. back to life for a <laughs> Yo, second. That's great. Yeah,
2: yeah. And the dub voice for Peter Chan's character, he's like, uh, uh, I'm dying, I'm dying.
3: Uh, 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 <laughs> I, I
2: love that. That's that's really funny. Yeah.
1: And, and again, it's like um we're. we're we're never overstaying our welcome in the sequence. It's like we get every possible juicy thing we can out of it, and then we're off um, yeah. to the next beat. And then this is uh, again, if we can ever, if we're ever lucky enough to get a higher quality transfer of the film, yes, it'll be this. It'll is... really be helpful for this sequence because this is yeah. shot night for <laughs> night for night, very dark night for night. <laughs> yeah. um, we go back into our drunken master hut. And um we see our kind of ninja clad um assassin is, is on their heels. We also didn't mention there's an earlier sequence uh prior to the hunchback dinner where um Yun Yi's character and uh, Tracy Ming's character bump into each other. And by he by now we can we're we're all fully on board that it's like, oh, he is the assassin and he's starting to act a little bit duplicitous um mm-hmm. by this point.
0: Yeah, and the, they go to this scene and I like that he's he's an assassin here and then later on a, a second yeah. black clad assassin comes in. <laughs> um but the the fight here oh, um, with it, it's so good cuz he has like this this like rope dart thing and then the rope dart gets caught on fire and so he's like spitting this fire all around. It's it's and since it's so dark in the room it really it it pops and I would love to see that in uh uh, yeah, I'd love too. to see that in a higher, higher fidelity.
1: But yeah, there's kind of the the low budget vibe of the movie, which I think would still be there even with a cleaner transfer. It kind of keeps your expectations low, even though you've already been so entertained and wild. And so when we get this fire play, um, but again, it's, uh, it's the awe I think we would have watching like a great circus performer or something, right? It's like, well, these people are mm. actually playing with fire for our amusement. You know, and, and it's, it's
0: cool because this is like an actual fight fight because the previous scene is very like it's, you know, it's it's really incredible yeah, choreographed, yeah. but it's like humorous mm-hmm. and it's cool to right. then go to this scene where it's a more, you know, there's some wacky stuff that yeah, happens, but it's point, a more just point. straight up, like, you know, genuinely really good fight choreography.
2: That secondary assassin shows up and the, the, the first the ninja escapes but uh, what you find out is they they unmask this man and it's the, the tofu guy, Brandy. Yeah, it's Brandy's character. character. And he, yeah. he reveals that he's actually an undercover cop and that uh Ashang's uh godfather put him to the task to figure out what was going on because he knew about that Buddha. So um now we're starting to get some breadcrumbs. And um the other thing that's really great is that as soon as he's revealed in the next scene He's taken out. He's, oh, yeah, man.
1: it's <laughs> a very yeah, he, like Godfather, like Sonny mm. getting taken out. Kind of Sonny kind of like, Oh sunny man, in. yeah. Because <laughs> this dude who actually reads super friendly and uh trustworthy, um yeah, he kind of lures him out with this delivery another, job.
2: Yeah, another man with a fedora.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Don't don't trust them. And then he kind of. Fake set tying his shoes and sneaks off into the woods, and then Brandy's character is kind of brutally slain. And here we we do have, yeah, Lehoisan's character basically kind of unmasked as mm-hmm. as yeah. a as a villain, but we get you, to see him kind of show his stuff a little bit.
2: Yeah, you yeah. you see him show up in the movie, and you're like, okay, when's he gonna start? Start moving, and now finally, an hour into the film,
0: you're starting to see some action from Lei Hoi Song. And He's great, he has this, this really distinctive red uh robe on, yeah. Um, and Lei Hoi Song's just always good. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, as the podcast he gives everything continues, he's got
1: every movie, yeah, yeah
2: mm-hmm. he's rising higher and higher on the, the, the rankings for Heroes 3 because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's just. He's just such an ace. That. He's too good. Um uh, but the yeah the 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 plot also progresses because uh Ashang catches up with the tofu salesman and he reveals that it's Lei Hoi Song, the, the owner of the Joss shop yeah. that is yeah. behind all of this. So he, he runs off to meet with him. He accidentally bumps up with you and then you spills the beans to Lei Hoi Song's character that yeah. he's looking
0: for him. Um, and that's one of my favorite lines in the dub is whenever <laughs> uh, you Peter Chan uh, goes back to the back to the store with him and he Leo Song pulls out this gigantic sword <laughs> and Eddie's and like, "Oh, is that, you know, is that for cloth and like oh, no, yeah. it's for humans." <laughs> this it's big chopper for
1: hu- not for chickens. <laughs>
2: Why would you need a big chopper? This big
0: chopper it's not for chickens. It's for humans. Oh, human.
3: Human? But who is it for? For you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for you. <laughs> That's where he stabs him. Oh, or attacks him. man.
1: Yeah, so so great. Um, and then we have, uh, I think, like a delicious, like, uh, home movie kind of um, assemble the edit together kind of beat. Um uh Ashang's is is kind of you know on the heels of this mystery he's getting a little bit closer and uh he's he's in maybe kind of like the rear area of I think some kind of restaurant or mill or something and he finds this trap door um and then when he goes down the trap door we cut to short-haired Yunshunyi from likely <laughs> a year or two <laughs> a year or two earlier it would be, Amazing. that mean that's that's my educated guests with some anecdotal tidbits and information and stuff from other commentaries and stuff but um but yeah strongly suspect that then this next sequence is um was done a bit earlier and it is a stunner Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah i mean uh, first of all it's pretty brutal because he does end up finding his godfather and the godfather we we actually didn't mention it earlier but when uh the ninja was speaking with this villain he mentioned that he they've cut his tongue out and they've removed the veins from his arms which is (laughs) it's like what did you
1: say and then
2: they show that in this you see there's a shot of his mouth and there's a shot with some prosthetic makeup on his arm and um so he's he's mute he can't say anything and uh, Ashang asks who did this, and he's in the middle of writing a name. And uh, Ashang comes to a conclusion that isn't the true conclusion, but sadly Lei Hoi Song's character arrives also and puts the finishing touch on Godfather. So he's he's been killed now, but this erupts into the sequence that you're mentioning, Marty. And yeah, so we've got Lei Hoi Song with the guandao, and then we've got plenty of stuff to pick up from in this kind of uh abandoned basement so uh we're getting a weapons fight with yon yi using pole and Mm -hmm. the guandao lei hoi song and then damn it's i mean it's great like you were saying earlier both of you guys saying how dark these sequences are but even as dark as this is you can still see how beautiful this choreography is and again the shapes that you see with these weapons just man it's so good
1: and yeah, again, great use of the environment. Uh, in addition to just the beautiful shapes and the pitch-perfect like position of the camera every time. And yeah, another shout out to Yun chun Yi as as a leading man and as a as a on-screen fighter. I mean, he he just throws everything into it. Uh, he looks great. You, you root for him. There are a couple sequences where he's like doing these like three sixty things with mm. um, with the staff or just stunning and he's paired so well with Lei Hoisan but I love how this then escalates into what almost becomes like a short sword and shield with um yeah that like thatched like hay top whatever that basket top or whatever yep and that's a beautiful little sequence and um I mean I mean this is really this is good as as choreography and um on screen performing ever get and it's amazing that something like this is happening uh in what looks like such a such a cheap underground film.
2: Yeah.
0: So the uh Peter Chan comes in with the the police. That and that's a great bit where the d the, the, the like the chief gets caught up in the in the fight and his shirt gets ripped off. That's a good yeah, yeah, he, he tries oh, to oh, join the to fight. forgot to mention:
1: uh, Tong Jing's character was slay, uh, slain by. Yeah, you know, like she Hoi Song she
0: holds or, back uh, Li Hoi Song so that Peter Chang can get out, and that gets revealed once Li Hoi Song escapes. Um, and he reads the the character that the Godfather wrote on the ground and thinks that what he meant by it was that the their their master was the the, the man behind these killings, and so he heads back to the monastery
2: yeah he he doesn't find him there, so he heads back home and he's he's distraught and he finds that his master is there waiting and uh this erupts into a short sequence here, and this also again we're we're hitting a hundred percent right now, <laughs> and <laughs> to see like even with some under cranking here to see the excellent choreography and the the way that these guys complement each other just. Wonderful choreography. I love the bit yeah. towards the end when the Sifu jumps up onto the table and uh he's trying to navigate these attacks. It's just yeah. super ace. And uh honestly, I feel like the film looks looks pretty good for this sequence too, which I'm thinking. Yeah, for.
1: definitely. It's like really well, really well exposed. And mm-hmm. um you know, it it's funny. I'm uh, just re-watching this and getting excited for our, our arc here um is get has made me like reminisce about just like everything that was so revolutionary about Snake and the Eagle Shadow which was not only Yunwol Ping's directorial debut but it was our episodic debut of yeah. our first mm-hmm. episode of, of the podcast and um i'm really appreciating just all the ways in which uh kind of Yunwol Ping's sensibility is breaking from the tradition of Shaw Brothers and Golden Harvest and Uh, I think one of the driving um, aesthetics really is that like dialogue pushes through choreography. Um, If we think of like the more classic Shaw brothers things, there are kind of drama talking scenes and then there are extended displays of martial arts and then they're over and then we talk. Um, (laughs) And this is such an interesting example because it's like, this is a character Dramatic dialogue scene, and uh, we don't just have dialogue bursts while people are pausing, catching their breath, and holding a pose. Right? We're it's much more like again, like Princess Bride, you know, um, Wesley <laughs> and Indigo fight or something, or like the old Errol Flynn swashbucklers. We're like we're talking through the choreography, and somehow it all works, and we kind of keep the pace going. And that's definitely something that. Um, I think was so exciting about *Snake and the Eagle Shadow* because there's a lot of that, but it's a sensibility like Pink carries like throughout his career.
2: Mm, yeah, the the dramatic reveal of this sequence is that. The uh, the master has this turtle pendant, and that's the pendant at the very beginning of the film that Ashang ah gave to Si Ming. And uh, what you see then is a flashback to the 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 fight with the sleepy monk Simon Yun's character. And when he reached out before the end of the sequence, and grabbed at the ninja, he grabbed that pendant. So he was then giving it to the master, and the master's trying to put these pieces together. So now uh Ashang understands that it's his longtime brother that's actually the the one behind all of these uh terrible actions. And uh you have kind of a, a setup here where there's a, a funeral and the monks are praying. And um, it's basically a trap to set up uh, Seeming to be revealed. And it's funny how they handle that too. Because there's a distraught woman <laughs> that shows up. But he notices that she has that pendant. And then everybody decides that they're going to leave. But he reaches out to that woman. And then you find out that it was a, a swap with a guy. There's a, and there's a funny <laughs> shot where he rips her shirt. And some oranges yeah. fall out. Yeah, some oranges fall
0: out. <laughs> yeah. He has like these these pigtail wig on and stuff. Yeah, yeah and,
2: and just has you know he's been faked out there. Um, there's like a mannequin by the altar, and the mannequin bursts out and
3: yeah,
1: sound yeah, <laughs> <the, no. laughs> <Shang> uh, <keeps laughs> also it's in, it's interesting that uh, Choe Soo Ming's character only attacks what he thinks is the woman um, when he's out of his his religious robe. So it's like he's it's hard to say like what his ethical framework is, but he does have seem to have some sense of like what he respects and what he reveres and yeah, what he can it, kind of get away with. They and never that's ultimately really pushed, I think in this, in this fight. Um, they, you know, they really start to question his morality, I would say, as mm-hmm. they get going.
2: Sure. At, at the beginning of the film, when he gets set up, there's no, um there's no, Preview of what led up to that point, so you're never completely sure as to how how truly good or evil this character is. But you can see that um, when push comes to shove, and if he needs to kill somebody, he will do it. But he'll he'll be in a disguise. So yeah, I, I like what you're pulling from here, and and I do feel like yeah, it, as the movie pulls you through, and those plot threads kind of get tied together it It mostly works, but I do feel like there's some character development that they really could have pulled from to make it even yeah, even definitely. better and um, yeah, at the end you're you, you're ready to see these characters fight against each other, and there is some emotional weight to it. but I feel like I mean, you know there could have been more, but
0: i'm still I'm still really into what we get on screen. Yeah, and that leads to our our final showdown between our our two brothers. And it's cool. They have like a classic Kung Fu kind of like shouting out styles at one point. Yeah. Which is yeah. that's always cool. Um, And that kind of is a payoff for that scene early where they talk about the the, the Buddhist palm and the Buddhist fist.
2: Yeah, I, I think. Oh, yeah. To 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 jump off of that, too. It's it's really cool to see that and to see how their choreography like really, really uh turns turns the heat up when they're describing these and and that's another thing where where they're saying this stuff but you don't feel like you need to know any more than what what you're seeing on screen and it's just really interesting seeing their different movements uh shown and um the, yeah th- what happened this is a long sequence too this is like I don't know like almost 10 like minutes nice worth like yeah it's like that it's really awesome and um there are a couple of moments where there's wires involved also
0: yeah I was yeah. gonna call that out there's there's a bit of wire work where he like hops up on uh one of them hops up on the other's oh. legs and yeah it's it's neat because you know wire wire stuff became like a joke whenever Wu Ping did stuff like that in like the nineties and it became like the, the thing, but it's cool that, you know, the, the wire, the wire work goes all the way back to, to this time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. It's like, it, it's, it's one of the few special effects in the toolbox, which is like the fishing line wire. Yep. Mm-hmm. and yeah, great, great mix of like um, some acrobatic uh, kind of bursts of choreography and then just these really beautiful shapes that read so well um, where we have the camera. And I like what you were saying, Carlos, but it's, um, you know, it's not essential that you have a really vivid or like academic understanding of the martial arts behind it. And, and I do think that's one of the things that separates yun ping And I think his father's like sensibility, again, I think a much more cosmopolitan point of view, they're really thinking about the audience and movie making rather than necessarily revering martial arts as kind of, um, a strict kind of narrow, narrow mm. discipline. I don't know. I mean, I think audiences are definitely rewarded, rewarded for it. Uh, I mean, I could see different kind of martial arts exponents having, having different points of view here, but it's like this whole crew came together to make an entertaining movie and, mm-hmm. and they're gal freaking succeeding here. Um, another darkly lit uh, sequence overall, but yeah, just enough kind of, Edge I lighting think, and stuff on these characters. Yeah, th- exactly. Reading. That's
2: what I was going to say. There's some accent lighting here that really helps frame these characters in a way that makes it really re- re- read really well. Um, yeah, I, I'd box also box. say that there's like a. A really fun narrative ideas with this fight where um, you're starting to see this uh, uh, the Buddhist palm style, Si Ming. He's starting to reveal these more involved techniques where he's starting to, in a way, move like the Sifu, where it's these more kind of flowing movements. And um, yeah. For most of this fight, it's it's straight up them. You, you don't see any doubles. The only things you would see doubled is when Seeming's doing some acrobatics. There's like a flip and there's like a handstand moment, which is really great where... Um, yeah, he's like
1: a bald cap on the double. It's kinda... Yeah,
2: yeah. He's like doing a handstand and walking along some stools. But um, the the thing that I think is is really great is where the narrative pulls you towards the finale of this fight where um, you really are seeing that seeming si is the, the better of the two but uh, in a way he's also understanding kind of like the repentance of what he's done and you don't really see it at first but as the fight plays out you're seeing him land these attacks on Ah Shang and uh, they're all to his abdomen and he's using the Buddha's palm to do this and um, I think it's almost poetic in how they handle this because at the end he he does really get the deciding blow but um it's this uh the situation where the the master kind of pops in and kind of he throws the beads and he's ultimately uh Ashang is able to uh grab victory but what you understand is that he was basically giving him the Buddha's palm technique. So it's something like in like Kung Fu cult master, where there was that <laughs> J- Jinx yeah. palm. You remember that? And um, they, they land on this point where he basically, uh, you know, paid for his crimes with his life, but he's completed the, the form that they said, with the Buddha's palm and the Buddha's fist, and now they're together in Ashang. And I, I think it's super cool, but it's also something that they don't even emphasize that much. Like the movie ends <laughs> before you really understand what, what's happened here. And I think that that could have been an even more poetic, even even more beautiful moment yeah. when you realize that. But it's, it's still really cool. I love
0: I love stuff like that.
1: Yeah, great point, point. and yeah, a lot to reward like multiple viewings and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I was I was kind of afraid that the movie was going to do just literally just do a freeze frame as soon as he died because I was like, well, okay, there's a little more, you know, there's a little yeah. more you could talk about, but then, but that's nice. There's like you know a minute left of the movie, and that's where we see the Buddha's palm all over, uh, all yeah. over Shang's body, and the Master basically says that he like he could have killed you, but he purposely didn't. And you know, it's it's om- the freeze frame is almost a little like sentimental, like where he's yeah, like, you know, I, oh, I right? Oh like, man, mm. you know, like what, 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 what happened? What happened, man? And uh, instead of just guys dead.
1: Well, mm-hmm. so. when it's really convincing too because I think sometimes we can't avoid but like weeding the witness in our final fight a little bit it's like oh, we're well, a right. hero one kind of because um, especially I think it's it's a, it's hard to kind of make the case the more elaborate and lengthy the fight is even you know which is maybe kind of counterintuitive because we're we're seemingly begging for that kind of thing as a, as an audience but um what ends up happening usually in that kind of sequence is we see equal talents on display or something, Mm. something like that. And so, I don't know, this is a really interesting kind of story idea where it's, it's character motivation that brings the fight to an end, you know, and it, it really is seeming like staying his hand. Like I spared him for you or whatever he says. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, otherwise it's like, we, it's it's really hard to imagine um, one of these brothers kind of besting besting the other.
2: There's even a great moment where they do, in, in anime, they call it a cross-counter, where two opponents strike each other at the same time, and they're both blown yeah. back by it. Uh, I think they they show that in a live-action sense really well, better than I've seen in anything else. Um, yeah, really good. There's a couple of great impacts, too, where Yeonshun Yi gets fly he he like flies into the altar and stuff and that that stuff really sells
1: yeah really good another like kind of almost special effect moment i really appreciate is um it's in i think the last leg of the fight um you know there's all this kind of paper money that's part of the kind of honoring process in a funeral and that gets knocked in this one shot and so like you have all this paper money flying everywhere but it um, it overlaps a cut. So just like to kind of think that whenever they're doing takes of that next shot, it has to start by throwing the money. And any, anyways, it's like, <laughs> oh. it it's really successful, lands super well. Um, mm-hmm. And another example of kind of just the, I don't know, down and dirty special <laughs> effects that are going on in this in this movie that are just executed at such a high level in spite of kind of the meager budget and means.
0: It's very cool stuff. And that is The Buddhist Fist from 1980. Man. Uh, Do we have any of your final thoughts before we close this out? Oh, man. I I just... I enjoyed it so much.
2: Uh, Not a surprise. Um, I do feel like you get a lot of everything, even the goofy stuff. So I feel like somebody could <laughs> yeah, maybe totally. write it off because of goofier things. But honestly, if oh, you sure. if you come out of this movie and you're not getting some form of entertainment, you just, <laughs> you got to look into yourself and understand what's That's, wrong. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, if you're watching a Kung Fu movie from the 80s and you're like, oh, it's too goofy, then yeah. you're <laughs> you're yeah. probably in the wrong genre. Yeah. When and, it's
1: also kind of like, I like some of the references to like Stephen Chow that we made, which I think, uh speak to the fact that the goofiness lands you know like it is funny actually you know it's um, mm. cuz we've encountered plenty of you know kung fu comedies of the period where it's like oh, okay i see what you're i see what you're going for but, but it's as the cadence a of the joke to watch. <laughs> yeah yeah
3: exactly
0: yeah or oh, or in funny. in 1983 that was probably funny right yeah. right <laughs> uh the only final thought i had is that Whenever the old man, the, the the master enters the fight at the end, he throws his beads at him. And I wrote in my notes, "Mardi Gras <laughs> technique." <laughs> oh, dude, love it! Yeah, oh, nice. Cross that yeah, one up. and Yun Yi rips open his shirt too. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes together. It all
1: works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh man! But dude, guys, thanks for I don't know for being on the heroic ride in this one. It's um, know, of course glad that know. you're glad really you're behind the.
0: Yeah, Globally, you're behind the wheel again. Yeah, I'm really excited for all of these picks. Cool.
2: Uh, not to spoil anything, but... Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the other thing I'd say is, like, it it's kind of refreshing here, us basically just looking at this film and pulling it apart in our own way, where with the, all the Godzilla stuff, it was like, what I'm realizing is that Hong Kong cinema is still really underrepresented as far as educational materials and Godzilla yeah. was something where I, I didn't realize there's just so many there's people so much writing info. about it and there's just so much out there that I mean honestly I feel pretty bad that we don't have like a great like written material on Yung Wuping and I mean hopefully somebody does something in, in the west at least you know um, mm-hmm. yeah. but um, really appreciating digging into this kind of carte blanche basically using what we know from the podcast and what I've known in my life. But I I really appreciate you, Marty, filling all those gaps for us today. This was really fun.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, man. Well, no, I appreciate you guys. I'm just, yeah, honored to do it. And and also just feeling so lucky that we seem to be in yet another wave of interest in Mm -hmm. Hong Kong action cinema and kung fu films. And I wouldn't be surprised if some gems like Buddhist Fist um, make their way to a Eureka release or 88 films release or, or something great like that.
2: Yeah, we just recently got a, a Criterion set of Jackie Chan, like early films, which I'm kind of confused about, but I'm still <laughs> happy that that's a thing that's still coming yeah. out. I, I do really feel like Yung Ping is really due for a spotlight set in a, in a similar way. I mean, yeah.
0: It'd be nice if it happened while we still had him.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. And dude, actually, great, I great I did point. I did look up uh, Le Hoi Song, and uh, Le Hoi Song's still around. He's pretty old. He's like something like eighty or something like that. And uh, uh, I saw some more recent pictures of him. He's looking all right. Oh, yeah. dude!
3: I awesome.
0: guess that's the that's the beauty of whenever your your look is being bald, then yeah, <laughs> you'll yeah. you'll age more gracefully. It's the yeah, Patrick nice. Stewart method.
1: Yeah, <laughs> love it.
0: All right, well thank you so much for checking out our show. If you enjoyed it, you can leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this on, like your Apple Podcasts or whatever. If you have a question for us, then shoot us an email at heroes the number three podcasts at gmail.com. Uh or you can follow us on any of our uh, any of the major social medias like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm trying to cross post stuff to Blue Sky. Uh, do you have a Threads, Carlos? I remember you said you would. Yeah,
2: Heroes Three has that. a Threads. It's His, uh, here's, uh, it Heroes the, threads. the number three podcast, and I I should m- commit to posting more because I don't know, it's just too hard to post all over the place. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I get that. <laughs> yeah. I
0: try to just 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 piggyback off of you on Blue Sky. So. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, so next week we are continuing. Well, actually, no, we're not. That's right. So next week, we're actually going to take a quick break from Marty's Yun wu ping arc because it's Halloween time. So uh, next week, I'll kick it over to Carlos. This is a weird one that I am pumped to talk about.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this is uh, on the short list of movies that I've been wanting to cover on the podcast, and especially around this time of year. This is a Shaw Brothers film. But it's also a hammer film.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> this is the legend of the seven golden vampires. And this stars David Chang and it also stars Peter Cushing. Yeah. Yes. That is correct. Harking himself. So um yeah, here we are. Uh celebrated a little bit of the spooky times with a crossover film like this. It's very exciting.
0: Yeah. Well until next week we're taking a look at the seven golden vampires. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the heroes three, Ramire training.